Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the queen of accountability who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. I'm your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, on this beautiful week before Thanksgiving. And I'm really excited to have, as my guest today, Lisa Cypers came in. Um, I think I'm going to need her help today, folks, because um, she is a positive and spiritual psychology coach. Um, and she has a. She also is a radio host on TogiNet. She has a show called Harvesting Happiness. And I got to tell you, folks, I'm going to need <laughs> I'm going to need Lisa to help me harvest some happiness today, because I've been reading about um, I've been reading about Michael and Debbie Pearl again. And if you're not familiar with who Michael and Debbie Pearl are, they are the authors of a book called To Train Up a Child, and they um, to their uh, I guess I don't know if they would call it joy. I don't know if they would call it success. A sixth family has been charged murder in murder uh, for killing their child following the discipline techniques in their book, To Train Up a Child. <sighs> you know, folks, here's the thing. You may not know this about me, but I'm an author. And I wrote a book. It's a parenting book. And it falls under the genre of self-help. And as a self-help genre author, I'm required to have liability insurance. Because if someone were to follow my advice in my book and hurt themselves or someone else, I, as the author, could be held liable. Yet, Michael and Debbie Pearl are responsible for their techniques causing the death of no less than six children, and these people are still not in jail. And I don't understand it. I don't understand why, first of all, why church groups, entire church groups, would be giving this book out. And, and encouraging their congregations to follow the discipline techniques in this book. Parent Nation, they're talking about things like put your six-month-old baby on a blanket, and if they crawl off of the blanket, beat them until they are breathless and unable to fight back or complain, and then they will know obedience. They're talking about using a 13-inch plastic tube to beat your child with, literally, whipping your child on their bare skin, cold and wet preferably because it hurts more, and doesn't leave marks for authorities to see. If this is offensive to you, then let's do something about it. Because guess what? This book exists, and people are listening to it. I can't, I'm appalled at the fact that this book has over 900 five-star ratings on Amazon. It makes me sick to my stomach that people would actually listen to the preaching and the advice of these insane, moronic, inhuman people. I don't get it. I need for you to go on Facebook, connect with me on Facebook. I want to start a petition. I want to, I want to do something. I have to do something because my heart is screaming for these kids. And 
obviously the people who buy this book and follow its directions aren't intelligent enough to be raising these children without support. That's right, I said that, and I'm not ashamed of saying that, and I'm not embarrassed about it, and I'm not going to take it back. If you are buying this book, and you are reading this book, and you are listening to what these people are saying, then um, you're not smart enough to have kids, and you need help, and I want to provide it for you. So I'm thinking that we should start something. We should start some kind of a group to support the people who are ridiculous enough to listen to the, the preachings and offerings and advice of Michael and Debbie Pearl, because frankly, it makes me it, it makes me sick to my stomach. I can't even take it anymore. These people need to be in jail, and I need someone to cheer me up. And I need to find I need to find the, the happiness because this is going to consume me. I'm one of those people. I don't know if you if you're listening and you're like me. Things like this haunt me and consume me. So I need someone like the brilliant. Lisa Cypress came in to help me to to forgive them, release them. I don't know. Maybe you can help me find something that I can do that's constructive to combat them. But I'm one of those people that I believe if you give energy to the negative, it grows. So <laughs> I don't know what to do here. But I'm going to um, I'm going to introduce my guest because I I, lo- I would love to hear what you have to say about this, Lisa, because I know that you're connected to it. Um, oh so Lisa, God. are you there? I am there, and I am, you know, you go, girl, with that rant. You know, I think that this is the first part of it. You know, I've written in the past about being happily pissed off, and I think that that's what you just did. You had one of those moments where you were owning it, girl. You were taking charge. And there is some happiness or satisfaction in being able to... Oh, dear. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of I don't wanna be a tiger, cause tigers play too rough. I don't wanna be a lion, cause lions ain't the kind you love enough. But as a wound of your teddy bear, put a chain around my neck and lead me anywhere. Let me be your teddy bear. Baby, let me be around you every night. Run your fingers through my hair and cuddle me real tight. Let me be, oh, let him be your teddy bear. I don't wanna be a tiger, cause tigers play too rough. I don't wanna be a lion, cause lions ain't the kind you love enough. Your teddy bear 
Are you there? Hey, Tara, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. There was so much energy going on there that it just, like, blew out the entire system. That was awesome. <laughs> I think so, too. I mean, it, it, it was that the, the facts line. You know, you were, you were delivering the facts, ma'am, just the facts. And Woo! Uh, I am grateful. Years, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been noodling around. You know, now he's got me all in a, in a dither about this because I've been noodling around, and I am on to train up a child uh, by Michael and Debbie Pearl on Amazon, and I I'm now getting myself worked up into a lather here when I'm going to quote them. They write, any parent with an emotional maturity level higher than the average 13-year-old can, with a proper vision and knowledge of the technique, have happy, obedient children. This is not a theory. It is a practical reality that has been successfully applied many times over. Oh, my. Isn't that sick? That is sick. it's 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 something uh, you know uh, first of all 13 year olds should not be having children <laughs> let's just say this that you know if there's a teen mm-hmm. that follows your name you shouldn't be having a child right and this is i mean we're we're, we're moms we're, we're we're way out of our teens i have teens i don't think yours are quite there or they're almost there yeah i have a 13 and a 15 year old okay so you're and, in it yeah you, and my you know. kids have more emotional intelligence than those two people <laughs> yeah, well, this is not about emotional intelligence. This is about blind uh, obedience. That's what that's what they're teaching. That's what they're preaching, and it's based yeah. on a, a based on fear. And fear is what leads to wars. Fear is what leads to destruction. It, le- it leads to ignorant behavior. It leads to crime and a whole host of other things. So, yeah, I'll, I'll jump on this bandwagon with you. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it is almost. It, well, it is cult like. It's very cult-like. One of the things that he says on his website, Michael says to a mother um, that he would beat the anger out of that child within two days, and within three days he would hole up into a shell and be obedient. Wow. He recommends that to a mother. (laughs) Well, you know what? Education and knowledge are the best weapons here, and and Uh your mission to to teach, teach the world otherwise... Um, one person, one pair of ears at a time, <laughs> and one uh, pair of eyes at a time. Right? I mean, what else can we do but but walk walk our talk and and talk our exactly, walk? Exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm thrilled that you um, that you called that a happy being a, a happy pissed off, <laughs> happily pissed off, happily, happily pissed, pissed off. off. Yeah, because yeah. this is about taking something that you you feel morally um compelled to express to stand up for you're owning it you know you're being congruent with your words and your actions and i think that this is a very constructive way to release emotion because you want to do something about it thank you i got to do something cuz i'll tell you what i too often we stand by and 
here's my problem. We only have like 30 seconds until our first break. But what we too often do is we fight for the things that are convenient to fight for. And those things that are dirty or scary or big, we tend to shy away from and say, well, it's not my problem. It's not my world. So I want to be that little four foot ten person who stands up and goes, you know what? To hell with that. We're going to fight with these for these kids because they deserve it. And we're going to fight for these parents because they maybe they don't know any better, but it's time someone showed them. So when we come back from this great this break, I want to talk to you about gratitude and the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. And we're just going to totally flip our switch for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Shh, listen. Something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you, hold your hand as they point the way, and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend, Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, 
everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am Tara Kennedy Klein, your host, and I am being joined today by the amazing Lisa Cypress-Heeman, who is also a TogiNet radio host on the Harvesting Happiness show. And um, Lisa, before the break, we were just like totally going off about (laughs) some pretty negative stuff. But I really, really wanted to have you on today because I want to talk about, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up and stuff, I have a lot of friends, and they're going to be laughing and texting me when I say this. I have a lot of friends who don't appreciate um, Thanksgiving the way I do because I see it as a day where we get together with our families that we hardly ever see, and we express our thanks and our gratitude for what we received all year long and the people that we're surrounded by and the food on our table and the roof over our head and all of those things that we forget throughout the year, we're kind of like forced into remembrance on one day. (laughs) Yep. So, but for me, my life changed when I started to keep a gratitude journal six years ago. And so I realized the importance of daily gratitude. And I know that that's something that you talk about so much on your show and in your work and that sort of thing. So let's talk about why gratitude matters so much oh my gosh i think gratitude is singularly probably one of the most powerful tools to cultivate happiness to help harvest happiness I mean, there are there are several known very simple interventions but the power of thanks the power of thankfulness of being able to show appreciation for the things and people most importantly in our lives that uh, bring us pleasure, security, contentment, joy, um, and a sense of awareness for what goes right in life because so much of what we do is dial into those annoying things that go wrong. Somebody cuts us off mm-hmm. in traffic, you know, um, uh, our, one of our kids comes home with a maybe a C on a, on, a, on a test or whatever, and we let these little things get to us. So gratitude helps us focus on the big picture. And that's what I love about it, in small ways. I think it's so funny that you say that because one of the examples that you gave is one of my favorite examples. When I, um, when I start working with a new family, I'll show them a report card. And I'll say, what's the first thing that you noticed on this report card? And every single time, the report card has A's and B's and one F on it. Hmm. And do you know that that one F is the thing that they focus on? Yeah. The failure. Yep, and the I goes like, to the negative. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, do you see what you did? You know, do you know maybe that's the kid's worst subject? You know, maybe this this kid, you know, happens to be dyslexic. Or, you know, you have no idea what caused that, but you probably could find out what makes the other stuff work and then sort of implement those concepts into the failing class <laughs> to help you know, boost the kid up, but we don't think like that as human beings. We have, we're not programmed to think that way, and it hasn't always been that way. Yeah. You know? It, yeah, I, 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 I do know what you're saying, and I'm, I'm, you know, thinking of my own report card moments with my own kids who are, they're really good students, but, you know, every kid, every person, every human being has a, a, a weak spot and a sweet spot, and I think in the work that you do, you're all about emphasizing the sweet spots, figuring out what works well in those sweet spots and then applying them to the weaker spots. Mm-hmm. And yes. 
gratitude is is one of those things that we can teach our children from a very very young age. We teach them quite um mindlessly actually. You know, when the kids are little, we teach them please and thank you. You know, it's Barney, that old Barney song that you, our kids are from that era, please and thank you. They are the magic words. But it is a mindless practice in the way that it's taught. And what I suggest with uh how I work is that gratitude actually becomes a very mind full practice and process. Mm, You're paying attention. Tell me more about that. Well, it's about paying attention. You know, so much of our day, we go through life not paying attention. You know, we get up in the morning, we do whatever those routines are. We work, we raise our kids, we do our laundry, we pay our bills, we um, stumble into our coffee shop for, for coffee. But are we really paying attention to the light in another person's eyes? Are we really paying attention to the reflection in the mirror? Are we really paying attention about how lucky we are to be able to get up in the morning and go drive in a car or get on a train to go to work or whatever it is that we do? These these days are opportunities and gifts. And how are we expending our energy within the day? And so this becomes, it's more than gratitude, it becomes a very mindful practice of living. It's so funny because one of the things that you said triggered something for me, and you said that looking for the light in someone else's eyes or the things that we do throughout the day that that we take for granted. And what I realized was a perfect example is um, two parents that, you know, a husband and wife that live together that kind of share the burden, but not really, um, of housework and that sort of thing. My husband will do the dishes and he will do the laundry and he will bring those things up in conversation as if to say, you know, well, this is what I did for you. And I look at it and go, that's stuff that I do every single day. So, <laughs> so it's things that, so it's, to me, I am so accustomed to, A, not showing gratitude for myself, to myself, for the things that I accomplish. But then when someone else does it, not even thinking to say thank you to them because I'm like, what? what's your deal? I do that all the time. Who cares? Oh, you're making a very <laughs> good point. You know, the, the, the routine that you, that you adapt and the things that you do without thinking, which are just part of daily life to you, you're not thanking yourself for being the provider, the purveyor of those comforts or those little uh, acts that make life for your family run more smoothly. Right. And then when when your husband does it, you're like, yeah, okay, chump, fine. So you did the laundry, you did the dishes, big deal, you know? <laughs> what do you want, a medal? Who cares? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know what? Go fix my car. Maybe, maybe that, maybe just giving that sort of verbal medal, you know, like thanks, you know, thanks, I appreciate it. Just thanks. Um, we don't say it enough with meaning, with intention, with focus, with desire. You're so right. We really don't. And it's almost become one of those um, narcissistic things. I don't want to have to say thank you to you for doing what you should have done anyway. You know, it's, it's true. Very, it's, it's true. Well, I mean, you're putting, you're putting a, good, a good bent on this. I, I'm liking this because, you know, we started with our, our rant, and now we've evolved to gratitude, but we're, we're, we're going beneath the surface of what gratitude is about and why it makes us feel more joyful. Wow, I really like this. This is an interesting conversation. So, um, 
So when I started doing my gratitude journal, I started doing it for myself, right? And then I took it to my kids. I wanted my kids to do it because I felt that they were becoming very selfish children. And I, the last thing any of us wants to do is raise a spoiled brat, right? That's one of our biggest things. So I started doing the gratitude journaling with my kids. And at first, they were putting down things that were very materialistic. And I found myself getting offended at that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm thankful for my toys. I'm thankful for, you know, my PS3. I'm thankful, like, those kind of things. And I thought, no, there's got to be more to it. But what wasn't occurring to me was I had never given them the model. Like, I hadn't shown them what I expected of them. I just expected them to be, like, these um, huge-hearted, you know, philosophical little people that just got it. <laughs> little Aristotles. So, <laughs> right? Like, I'm thankful for the air that I breathe. and it's, they, they, That isn't even going to come into a kid's mind unless we do it first, right? So then I started to um, I started to journal with them, and I would go first. And it was um, it was it made such a difference in the things that they're thankful for. And now it's a practice for them too. And Which I find beautiful. that they're so much more grateful. Yeah. You know, in contrast, heightens awareness as well. I I am a big proponent or advocate of a, of, a, of a little discomfort and delayed gratification um, goes a long way as a teaching tool to, to value gratitude. And it's not something that we, um, that, it, it, that our kids want to experience. You know, we all want that sense of instant satisfaction when we want something that we get it. But that, that place of want, that place of having a little bit of, of desire and yearning is not a bad thing. So how do we do that? Well, I, I I think that you well wait a minute, let me let me rewind the tape because I'm I'm tongue tied at the mo- at the moment here how do how do we do that <laughs> I think with 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 my own kids you know I I look when they ask me for something you know I want this or I want that or can I have this or can I have that I, I'll say you know what that sounds like an interesting thing we'll, we'll we'll revisit that I'm it's not a yes or it's not a no it's a it's a consideration and uh, you know think about why you want it. It's not just, you know, they, they get the impulse. We all get these wild impulses. You know, we want the, 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 the latest four-inch heels that we're lusting after. But why do we want those heels? Are we going they're to sexy. Pretty, <laughs> they're sexy, but are we going to be prettier? Are we going to be smarter? Are we going to be happier? Or what, what are we going to achieve once we get what we think it is that we want? Which is digressing from the gratitude thing, but it does tie into it. I like that it ties into it in that way because it's it's making kids think about the things that we're asking for and what is the real benefit of having those things. Like what is it going to what is it going to do for me? What is it going to bring to me to have those things? And I think that that's an awesome lesson to teach them for, you know, as they grow in life. What is the what does it matter if I have $300 Uggs or if I have 999 boots from Walmart that are exactly the same, um, they just don't have the same label on them. What is that label doing for me that's, you know, that's constructive? So I love that. When we come back, we'll be talking about Thanksgiving practices that we can put in place next week. 
Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you, hold your hand as they point the way, and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend, Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome back to the show. I am here with Lisa Cypress-Kamen, who is the host of Harvesting Happiness. And um, Lisa, it's kind of interesting because I was when I was reading your bio, I noticed that we have yet another thing in common. <laughs> yeah. You are the founder of Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, which is a 501c3 program that brings um, psychology and coaching tools to veterans. Um, and... Um, it's kind of ironic because a lot of the work that I do, well, my warehouse, um, where I'm in crazy toy season right now, my warehouse for TK's Toy Box, which works with charitable organizations, we house an organization called Keystone Soldiers, who send, oh, wow. we, yeah, we send care packages to deployed 
military overseas. Um, and then through TK's Toy Box, we also allow them to choose toys to have sent to their children who are here. Um, so it's kind of awesome that I, great minds think alike. They and, do, you know? and and like <laughs> it's an energy thing, you know. I mean, we people say, "Oh, that's so woo woo," but it really is. But you know what? I I wanted to say something about the the veterans because for me, that is part of my gratitude practice. The work that I get to do with these men and women who have served is part of how I practice gratitude because I so believe in them and our collective responsibility to take care of them when they return from service. It is a way that it it enhances my life as well as their lives, but it is about paying it forward. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's such a beautiful thing when we can, um, when we can come together and support the people that provide us with this freedom that we hold so dear, you know? Um, So it's, yeah, I, I think that's awesome, and I just wanted to put that out there so people know about it. And is that something that we can find out about on your website? Yes, you can find out about it at harvestinghappiness.com, which is the general website that has all the, the products, programs, and things that we do, and it includes Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. But if you want to bypass that and learn just about the 501c3 nonprofit, you can go to hh, the number four, heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S dot org. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with our group and and our parent nation because we all try to do good things as much as we can. And it seems like this time of year, um, people's hearts get a little bit bigger and and we try to do a little bit more. Our our family motto is when we give, we receive. Yeah. And I really believe that, you know. So what is, what is, what are some things that we can do with our kids. I mean, I know as adults, we sit around the Thanksgiving table and, you know, the old standby is, you know, say one thing that you're thankful for. But I think, uh, as we discussed at the very beginning of the show, gratitude and thankfulness are things that have to expand beyond one day around a table if if they're really going to serve, right? Uh, yeah, I, I I agree, and I think that Thanksgiving is a fantastic opportunity to launch a gratitude challenge for the year. I mean, this is a great conversation starter at the Thanksgiving table. Like, if you were to say that Thanksgiving is is every day, or should be every day, and today would be the launch of the Thanksgiving day calendar. So we would go 365 days from Thanksgiving Day till the next one. How would you set up a practice? What is something that you can do that is something that is easy for you to do every single day? Well, the journal is something that's been tried and true, but there there are many pathways to to thankfulness. One of the things that we do at our house is we have these little cute cards and we have a clothesline that we have in our dining room and everybody writes what they're thankful for on the clothesline and we put them up there, and they live there. All the gratitude lives there, and we keep adding to it for other events when we come together. So that's another simple a simple idea. How cool is that? You could, yeah. I could see people, like, decorating a room in their house with that. Yeah, it's that's so, so cool. Fun. It's so much we fun. Do thing and in, we do a, a thing in Stop Raising Einstein. It's 25 Things I Love About You. And what you're supposed to do is write something that you love, admire, or respect about the other person on a piece of paper and write, do 25 different ones and then put them in a bag or a box and then they pull one out every day. 
so that every day there's something that you love, admire, respect about them, and they can carry it around with them or whatever. But I, how cool would it be to string up a clothesline in your kid's room or in your dining room and every day write something that you're thankful for or grateful for and put it on that clothesline? Yeah, a wall of gratitude. I mean, that that's a very simple intervention. And, and, and I use the word intervention like it's not a prescription, but if there's simple tools that we can employ in our lives. You can do it with sticky notes on your fridge. You can do it with index cards and, and pens where you start to really um, articulate and draw and get into what it is that you're grateful for. I think that you can have a jar. My daughter started a project um, a year ago, although she then got her driver's license and I think got distracted by the keys, but she had a jar <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she would put things in every day that she was grateful for, a little gratitude jar, which I thought was very cool. That's awesome. And that's, that's so fun. Um, yeah, there, these are fun things. And this is the thing. We, we don't want to make... Happiness a chore for anybody, and I say that very facetiously. We want to make this a very natural, seamless part of our daily life, something that we look forward to doing that is joy-enhancing, that people that, that see it may say, hey, what's that? And you get to talk about it. When you talk about that gratitude and that happiness, it creates more happiness and positive emotion. Um, it's infectious. I love that. I'm going to put a gratitude jar or a Thanksgiving jar at the front door of my house and everybody's going to have to write down something that they're thankful for and put it in a jar and then we're going to read them at dinner. <laughs> I think that I think that is terrific. And then you can even get a little clothesline and hang them up a- after. I, I love the clothesline. I, um, I do a lot of work with um, uh, drug and alcohol addiction. And this, the, you know, uh, the people that I work with, they come into a facility and they're in the throes of detoxing from substance abuse. And I ask them to focus on gratitude when life is not feeling 100% for them. You know, they're not feeling their best. And you see, as the weeks go on, they're able to add to the wall. They're able to add new things and find find meaning in their days in not just the sobriety, but being able to dial into these little things in life. You know, Lisa, what an amazing tool we could give to parents if we took what you just said, which was so brilliant and beautiful and so um, it should be common sense, if we took something like that and applied it to things like time out or go to your room or go sit in a corner, yes. instead of thinking about what you did wrong for 15 minutes, think about 10 things that you did right today and then come back and share them with me. That is, all right, that's girl genius. That is so, that is, you know what, you you got to bottle that. You've got to make a little, a little, a little uh, the, the timeout. Or at least put uh, it on the radio. <laughs> yeah, a timeout redefined. Yeah. What would that mean to those kids if that's what timeout looked like to them? And what would it mean to their parents? Let's let's start that campaign. Yeah, we're going to do I that one. I love this. Speaking of campaigns, going- can I can I give a little plug, Tara? It's a little teeny one. Yeah. We are having, on on Saturday, we are having a global gratitude gathering. It's a a free 90-minute 
uh, audio summit, and I can send you the details when we're done, and you can circulate it if you want to. But it's um, sure. it, we have people from all over the world that are registering for this, and we are coming together to express gratitude, to learn new ways of giving gratitude, being in gratitude. And I would love to mention what you've just said at our class and um, – I can get you even the audio uh, replay of that, and you can circulate it. That would be amazing. That would be fun. I would love it's free. That. I mean, it's free. It, it, it's free. <laughs> we like we like freebies. You know, we like to give things away to people to share, and it's our way of giving thanks to our growing community that really is from all over the world. It's it's pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. And you know, you got to be grateful for free. <laughs> grateful for free. No, but that's Ex- pretty fun. So. And where can okay, so just so that everybody because I people were blanking out, where where and when on the gratitude, where can we go to get the information about it and when is it exactly? The this global, Saturday. It's the this it's this Saturday, November twenty third at four PM Eastern time, one PM Pacific time. It's called the Global Gratitude Gathering. And if you sign up but you cannot make it, you will still receive the recording from the, the, the summit as well as the little workbook that we are, have created for the event. I'm going to send it to you in an email so you can do a little okay. posting. We have, we're posting it on Facebook and, and Twitter and all of that, so it's out in the social ethers. I will also make sure that we get a uh, on our homepage that we get this up ASAP because I woke up this morning thinking, oh, God, we forgot to put it on on our promo because it's been busy oh, no. here. So I will get that up. But um, you can go to it. Uh, by, if you go to Harvesting Happiness on Facebook or Lisa Kamen at Twitter, you will see the links to it there. Perfect. That's what I was just going to ask you for. So that's yes. awesome. I'm really yes. – I, I love things like this that are no cost because people used to say you only get what you pay for. I don't believe that. You get what, you, you get what you're passionate about. You know, you get what you put your heart and soul into. <laughs> so um, that I love that when people put things out there, we're working on one now. It's not quite the same as yours. It's called the 30-Day Quit Your Bitching Challenge. But it's <laughs> kind of a long <laughs> Great. I just have a little bit of different language maybe <laughs> than some people. But, um, yeah, so I love when people put things like this together that um, engage a lot of people and then keep them engaged because that's how we can create a habit. And, you know, I was saying to you that gratitude journaling changed my life, and it really did, but it was only when I took it from a burden to a habit that I really saw the results from it. So I really want to talk to you about that when we come back from this next break, um, a practice or a habit, and some of the known positive effects of gratitude. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? 
Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you. Hold your hand as they point the way and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are in the home stretch of a great, uh, visit with Lisa Cypers came in, and um, Lisa, you're a fellow TogiNet host, and you're, I was on your show, Harvesting Happiness, which was so fun. So tell us a little bit about your show and what you have going on. Well, Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio is on each Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific time, and we focus on flourishing thriving, cultivating happiness. We have the greatest thinkers and doers that can range from scientists, uh, philosophers, filmmakers, writers, um, people who are out in the world living their lives with full passion, purpose, place, and meaning, and how they're making an impact, and how it's by being congruent in their lives that they're able to do so, which is part of the, the tools that are required to be happy, is to be congruent to walk your talk and talk your walk. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's one of the first, um, that was one of the first realizations that I had when I was going through my crap storm um, 
into where I am now, it was I had to get into integrity. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I had this big dream that I wanted to change the world, but I couldn't even clean out my junk drawer. So <laughs> it, was like, it was like my psyche was going, dude, you're not going to change squat until you can, you know, get rid of the clothing that you haven't worn since high school. You don't fit into it anymore and you're never going to, so accept it. And it was it was cleaning up those inconsistencies in my life and getting real with myself and, you know, like cleaning house and and putting myself in a place where I could I could feel confident knowing that I could accomplish the things that I was setting out to do. You know? Yep. 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 Emotion emotional housekeeping is it, it, as well as physical housekeeping is essential. Yeah, it was weird. It was one of it, I wrote a blog about it like many eons ago because I couldn't even sit all the way back on my office chair cuz my butt was bumping into papers and then I would wonder why I couldn't get my thoughts together. Or, you know, I kept using ADD as an excuse to not get things done. And once I got my life cleaned up, I could use it as a reason to do many things right. Mm. Or it was, you know, it's, it was just kind of like flipping the switch. But I love the the whole being congruent because... We mentioned earlier, you have the gratitude gathering um, to to help change people's mindsets. I have the quit your bitching challenge. We're all doing something to try to make things better for people, but maybe we don't all speak the same language. But what I'm saying and the way I put things is congruent with who I am and who I speak to and what I speak yep. to, just as and, yours is. Yeah, so... And that's the authenticity piece. That's the truth and authenticity, you know, being comfortable in one's own skin, being true to oneself, and that is very kind. That's a, that's a form of kindness, which plays into all of these skills that we talk about in cultivating greater positive emotion. But I wanted to give you a couple of um, facts here about what gratitude does for your health. Because it's really important that we that we really recognize that we're not being Pollyanna. You and I are not sitting over here as two uh, Gabby girls talking about you know playing nice because playing nice just because it's nice to play nice. There there is some sure. really serious science behind this. And Robert Emmons he wrote um, a wonderful a wonderful book. Um, and I'm going to give you the name of that book in one second because I have the book and I've actually interviewed him. It's Robert A. Emmons. He's the world le- the world's leading scientific expert on gratitude. So he wrote a book called Thanks that the how the new science of gratitude can make you happier. And he's pretty amazing. And he and he gives the science behind gratitude as follows, that when we uh, practice gratitude consistently, we report a host of positive benefits that include, on the physical side, stronger immune systems, less bothered by aches and pains, lowered blood pressure, we exercise more and take better care of our health, we sleep longer and feel more refreshed upon waking. The psychological effects are higher levels of positive emotions, duh, we're more alert, alive, and awake, um, more joy and pleasure, optimism, and overall happiness in our lives, and social 
And here's the, here is the big hook for me, that when we are in gratitude, we tend to be more helpful, generous, and compassionate, forgiving, outgoing, and we feel less lonely and isolated. I love that. I can see a lot of people going, I have enough friends. But... <laughs> Right. But yeah. <laughs> quite honestly, and the thing that's so funny about that is the people who would poo-poo the list that you just gave are the people who are the least grateful for everything that they have and yeah. everything around them. It's so true. It's you know that the game punch buggy where no. you see a Volkswagen oh. Beetle drive by and you you have to call out the color oh, of yes, it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Punch, punch blue. Punch, and then punch, you get buggy, to punch no, the punch back. Next... Yes. Yes, got it. I, I used to play that game a lot when I was a kid, and there were dozens of punch buggies on the road because it was in the 70s, right? Well, my kids started playing it, and I thought, that's weird. Nobody drives Volkswagen Beetles anymore because I hadn't been focused on them, so I wasn't seeing them. And when I started to look for them, it was amazing how many beetles you see on the road. And it's the same with gratitude. When we start to focus on the things that we're grateful for, we see more of those great things. We get more of it back. Yeah. And uh, we I wa- so forget that. Go ahead. Yeah, we so forget. I wanted to give you an interesting example of this because, um, and I'm going back to the rehab model, of young adults who are have substance abuse challenges and they are not feeling at their best. They're not feeling at their kindest or most grateful. Yes, they're grateful that their lives uh, have been saved in most cases. Sometimes you get them where they don't. But I began a practice with them of thanking them for showing up for counseling. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, I'm really glad you're here. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. And everything I say may not resonate with you. You may not like what I have to say, but you show up and I'm grateful. And it makes a difference. It does. It does. And even the small things, like what you said, they had a choice. They had a choice in that moment that they could have said, I'm not going. I'm not strong enough. I'm not willing. I don't have a problem. This is everybody else. It's not me. There were a thousand reasons why they didn't have to come, but they came. They came. They came. And they sit there. Sometimes they sit there and their body language is very guarded. Their arms and legs are crossed. They're staring at the ceiling, at their cuticles, anywhere but, you know, anywhere but the present, anywhere but in that mindful place. And slowly through time, it may be one word that seeps in, you know, one little mm-hmm. word that opens the door to their mind, to their to their heart, and then you see an unfolding. And that's what we're talking about in daily life too. And that's what this gratitude practice is about. It, it's you know people will say, oh, we're being Pollyanna in this discussion, and we're really not. This is a this is a sober pill, <laughs> I believe. You know what would prove it to every single person that's listening to this show? If you have, if you're listening to this show and you have someone that you loathe being around in your family, but you're going to be forced to be with them on the Thanksgiving holiday, if you walk up to that person and say either one of these two things, thank you for having me or thank you for coming, 
If those are the first words that come out of your mouth, see if it doesn't change the rest of the course of the day for you. Good challenge. Good challenge. We know the outcome. But we, but it is a good challenge because it's like it's daring to step out of your comfort zone, which is also part of this whole little notion of harvesting happiness. You know, that it, it is creating good little challenges, good amounts of stress that, that help us grow. Because when we don't grow, when we remain static in our lives, we are not happy. Absolutely not. Absolutely not, because we stay stuck in that thing that's making us miserable. And you'll never get out. It's quicksand. Misery is quicksand. If you struggle with it and you think about it all the time and you, you know, you just focus on what's all around you, you're going to sink. But if you focus on that, you know, that vine that's hanging close to you and its strength and its ability to help you out of that situation and you focus on the vine instead of the quicksand, you're going to get out. Yeah, and then there's the other side of it, that happily pissed off bit. You know, we started the show with you going on the gorgeous rant about the pearls and this book, you know, was it tra- training up training up your children? Yes. Yeah, how to I train mean, up your child or something. How to train up yeah. your child. But this is doing something about it. This is using that fire in your belly, you know, that which you um, disagree with to change your world and change the world of the people